0: Welcome to episode 30 of Spencer Talks About Stuff. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and you can also write a review and let everyone know what you think about the podcast. I am also now live on Spotify and Stitcher. There are no amendments today. For Spencer's favorites, I'm gonna do something a little bit different. I am actually doing Sober September this month, so I'm gonna go the whole month of September without having a drink, so my guests this month on the podcast We are going to enjoy non-alcoholic beverages. And I am also going to run at least one mile every single day in September. So if you wanna join me on this journey, let's stay sober through the month of September and try to run one mile, at least one mile, every day in September. Please subscribe to Spencer Talks About Stuff and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also write a review and let everyone know what you think about the podcast. Without further ado, here is episode 30 with Ryan Winterswike. All right, welcome to episode 30 of Spencer Talks About Stuff. Today on the podcast, I have Ryan Winterswike. Ryan's a former Boise State Bronco, and he works for a medical device company. How's it going, Ryan?
1: Good. Thanks for having me on, Spencer. Yeah, of
0: course. So um, I know. When you first got done playing, you started working at Striker, right? Correct. Yeah. Like right um, when you got done, or? right
1: when I got done. So I actually was going back to camp in Atlanta um, for my it was be my third year, and then I was kind of beat up and I was gonna have to have surgery. And um, Daryl Acree introduced me to the GM over at Striker. Okay. Uh, Vinny was there. Chris O'Neill was there. Went to lunch with him a couple times and. I was kind of thinking about, like, all right, am I ready to hang up the cleats? And uh, they came through with a job offer. You know, like, hey, when you're done, like, if you're serious about this, we'll, we'll kind of have a job waiting for you. And then, like, a month later, I was had to ship out and go back to camp, and I was like, I'm done.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. done.
1: I was just mentally wasn't in. That was going
0: into your month. third season in the NFL? Uh, that was my
1: second season, actually, yeah. Okay. Second
0: full, like, season there. Okay, so, yeah. gotcha. Um, pull the mic just a, a little bit closer to you. So I – in preparation for this podcast, I only looked up what year you were with the Falcons. And in 2011, I remember during fall camp, it's so cool because the NFL guys are playing preseason games and we saw you, um, you know, get some reps at, I think tight end, right? Yeah. Tight you, end. You played D end in college <laughs> and then played tight end. That's a whole wild story. in <laughs> itself. Yeah. Uh, but like watching you and then watching, um, IFA, on the Raiders. It was just cool to watch, like going through fall camp and you're like, oh my God, we know all those guys. So it was kind of a fun experience. Yeah, I
1: remember, I think remember we always go to like fall camp. We go to the bowling alley. That's exactly. That's when it was. I got like 10 text messages from all the dudes. Yep. Like, dude, we're at the bowling alley. That's exactly yeah, where it was. i you yeah. bang your head in over there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: so what's the wild story with playing tight end? Well, just how that all went down. Like, uh, you know, as a defensive end and then, um, was it Adam Ingroff, scout for the Dolphins? Came in and I think he got in Pete's ear a little bit and was like, "Hey, I, we're looking at Winter swike like as a tight end a little bit. Do you think you could get a couple reps at tight end and in then in college? In college? Oh my god! And I, I'm not sure exactly how it all went down. Something like that. It got brought up for sure. And Pete kind of came to me and we talked about it. And I'm like, sure, I'd love to. I played tight end in high school. Yeah, uh, but um, just kind of that tweener body for the NFL wasn't going to be a perfect D end a little bit. Too small, but you're fucking too, huge. <laughs> too, too I know, but too slow to play like outside back. Oh, you know? yeah. Kind of just that weird, like, they're like, you could bulk up and be like a, you know, a DN in a three man front or yeah. something. But, um, so long story short, unfortunately, Tommy Glarda broke his foot like three weeks later. And he was with the Falcons, right? No, uh, this was at Boise State. Oh, oh, oh. Um, okay. Our senior year. So then Huff and Pete call me and they go, Hey, like, you're going to be. Going both ways a little bit. Like, we're going to put a couple of packages together every oh, cool. To play tight end. So, no way. I probably got, I don't know, 40, 45 snaps at tight end okay. at, at Boise State. Yeah. Ran a couple routes, never caught a ball, but all blocking, like, and had a blast. Yeah. I Loved it, but it was like way out of control. You know, a defensive guy, like, blind dog in a meat house. And <laughs> everyone on offense is so controlled. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a lot different. So then. Um, the lockout year came around. So that was my draft year. Okay. Is that 2010, 2010? Yep. And I didn't get drafted and well, I guess it's the draft year of 2011. Didn't get drafted. Um, so I'm sitting at home, like don't know where I'm going to go. And then the lockout ends immediately and I'm getting like 20 phone calls. From teams and half of them want me to play d end uh-huh. and the other half of teams want me to play tight end oh yeah and i had to like and i know that <laughs> i knew this decision was going to happen but i'll never forget as that my girlfriend and my wife's apartment in the bathroom and my phone starts lighting up from like you know kansas city dallas oh, baltimore no. and i knew right then i'm like uh-oh like it's time to make the decision yeah yeah and call my agent i'm like i think it's tight end let's do it yeah, so, yeah. cool
0: that's awesome
1: yeah it was a interesting deal to switch positions in the professional ranks but yeah so
0: do you just they throw you kind of in with the wolves there's no
1: real transition um not really like they don't teach technique really in the nfl it's like you should know your technique by now (laughs) um so yeah they threw me in with the wolves but the good thing was that playing at boise state like the only reason i was able to make it was special teams oh yeah and you know here pete's philosophy is like we're gonna put our best dudes on special teams so i was able to play pretty much every single special team for the falcons where like other guys coming out of school that were probably better than i am but they were the superstars on the team and they they just played offense yeah and that was it yeah. They never like they don't want to get them hurt so they never played special teams <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was a it was definitely a good like blessing that we all will you know playing punt and all that stuff that usually your your superstars aren't playing in college yeah
0: um, yeah we did it so you so you played one full year with the falcons is that right correct yeah okay. so it's our
1: full year um and I was there with Tommy actually. Okay, for Okay, cool. A bit. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah, how that all went down too. And so. to,
0: is Tommy back in Boise? He's in Spokane, Portland okay.
1: area. He actually works for Striker. Oh, okay, yep.
0: gotcha. Um, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, Striker sounds like a good. It like there was like a good feeder system from Boise State, and uh, Daryl was telling me that he interned with them. I think during the summer while he was playing at Boise State. And then they kind of let him do his football thing. And they said, spot will be open for you when you come back. Yeah. Yeah. He had a cush job too. I think
1: he was getting paid quite a bit an hour and he's like babysitting the GM's kid. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know he went into a couple surgeries and stuff, but he definitely, uh, he had the best summer
0: job compared to the rest of us that are like laying concrete and stuff. So, yeah, dude, I was outside. Um, I had to paint cars in the summer. I mean, it it wasn't, it was I said I have to, but I chose to paint cars in the summer. Um, and I worked with this family friend who is kind of a little guy and I was out there in the August heat with him painting cars and just like sweating all over my paint job. <laughs> and then, uh, I worked at Bronco motors and then Tyler shoemaker actually cleaned the cars at Bronco motors too. So we cross paths a lot in the summer, which is kind of cool. That is cool. So, yeah, yeah.
1: It's always funny. Like the summer jobs, people think like, you get a scholarship and you're good and yeah, you've made it. And no, like, you get, no.
0: you get $700 for three months <laughs> yeah, Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. and rents
1: $400 a month.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> I seriously, I don't understand how people are able to survive if they don't have help from their parents or a summer job. Um, and I know someone like, like Matt Paradis worked the whole time, like during the season and during spring ball too. Like he's still at a job. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah that's Yeah, that's nutty. I think he worked. I want to say he worked for like the Sky Center, the Stuckle Sky Center. And I don't know what he did, but he, (laughs) like, we'd be out doing stuff and he'd be up working. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love the,
1: um, I love Matt. Love seeing him sign a big contract. I know. It's so cool. Like, no one, no one better deserves that.
0: What's, um, sorry, I'm starting that just so we don't lose track. Um, What's cool too is like Matt still sends me Snapchats, and he'll send me Snapchats of him like in meetings of his face, and he's like, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> still a grind. Like, yeah, people, yeah. It, it never, never, you never grow up, I guess. Um, so you brought some brewskis for I, us to enjoy. I definitely did. Yeah. These, All right.
1: Um, these I had to pack in my luggage flying back from California a couple. Of weeks Oh ago. no way! They're nothing crazy or fancy, but
0: dude, the cans um, are like what
1: you get in Hawaii yeah they're uh, um so it's maui brewing co bikini blonde lager all right and it's like when you're sitting on a beach on the island it's the best the best beer you can have
0: cheers man cheers thanks for coming over yeah dude it's
1: great um awesome yeah it's nothing crazy but it's a light easy drinker i love it Um, um I wasn't gonna bring in a double IPA. And like <laughs> yeah, have yeah. to walk home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was like, yeah, Richie. Uh, Richie gives me shit because I'm like, I, you know, people are pretentious with their beers, and he's like, I'm a dark beer drinker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, he's
1: very into it. I went to his house, and he had a bunch of home brews. Like, try this one, and you could like, I'm like, what alcohol percentage is this? He's like, I think like 14 or something. Oh I was God. like, oh yeah, it's okay. basically a whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a whiskey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so you said you had to fly these back up from California.
1: Yeah. They won't, um, distribute them here in Idaho. It's something like with Stein and Hayden. They're, um, they're, they deal Budweiser, right. Or something. Yeah. And Budweiser owns Kona brewing. Oh, and that's a direct competitor of these guys. Gotcha. So they won't bring them over. They, they did come over, man. It was like in the winter time. They had like a, you know, whole foods does like the tap takeover and all that. Yeah. They did that. Um, and brought a bunch. So I, I pretty much bought out Whole Foods. I was like, had a whole pellet. I was <laughs> wheeling out to the car. Yeah. Um, but now, when I am working in California, I'll throw a bunch of my suitcase and flying back home. Yeah. So, yeah nice.
0: Um. So you you don't work for Stryker anymore. You work for what did you call uh, it? Uh it's
1: Elcon. 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 Yes. Yeah. So we deal just with everything with the eyeball. Okay. So um, vision correction, uh, contacts, cataracts, LASIK stuff. So gotcha. Kinds of.
0: So are you? Is it? is there ever any trauma stuff or is it more elective surgery type stuff or
1: it's mo it's all elective pretty okay. much. Yeah. Nothing really trauma related. Um, we see it, but we don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. And yeah. The ophthalmologist got to pull stuff out of people's eyes all the time.
0: Gotcha. Um, so I assume you're like an account manager or,
1: yeah, so I was an account manager for, let's see, about six years and then starting this year I took on a new role. Um, Boring as it probably is to everyone, (laughs) but um, I took over a role where we basically got into like the e commerce section. So, um, there's companies out there like 1 800 contacts, right? Oh, yeah. So, people go online and buy their contacts, just upload their prescription. Well, um, the mom and pop like private practices around here that you go to, you can buy your contacts from them too, but they're fitting their patients doing all this work and then they go online and buy them. Yeah, we're like, well, that's kind of messed up. So We figured out a way to get in between there, and it's like Amazon almost, like Amazon Prime, and it totally relates to people. They go, get fit there, we put the system in place for these private practices, patients sign up for it, and then they get like a text on their phone, they click a link, and they can order the contacts, and it's like free two-day shipping, all this easy stuff, and it tracks it all the way to their house and stuff. uh, But the good thing is on the back end, Mm is the uh, the private practice keeps all the revenue oh cool so it's kind of like a goodwill program knowing that you know they uh hopefully will use our stuff and like us more yeah um which has kind of been the case now and then covid broke out and it totally lowers the touch points in a practice oh yeah so like yeah. they don't have to see that patient until next year there's no coming in for checks or anything they just boom they're good for the year so they really like that
0: yeah cool
1: so it's, it's been different. Like I, I'm not a software guy Yeah. and this has been a total software job. <laughs> so it's all,
0: it's not like you have to come in and implement, like you don't bring a new computer into the practice. You set them up like on a portal or something. Yeah. Set them up on a portal. Exactly. Okay. And then, um,
1: we actually will ship them like an iPad and stuff too. So they can walk around and take orders
0: gotcha. um, while they're moving around. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So nice. it's, it's been fun. It's a, I need a little bit of a change. Like the account manager thing was cool, but yeah. I always joked with my boss like we had this territory running on like a three day work week. So oh,
2: I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I was getting bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need something yeah. to do. Yeah, so.
0: it's interesting how COVID affected stuff because I I do similar type account management stuff for the hospital, and I go out and I work with independent clinics, and they just stopped letting anyone in who wasn't a patient. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just it was bizarre. It changed the whole dynamic and had to do a lot of stuff remote and. It's weird, dude. I like your story at the hospital, though.
1: Working your way up. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that's really cool, you yeah. know. And um, did they ever get the lab going a little bit more? I know we talked about it at Dan's thing for uh, testing and all that.
0: They did not. They they never really delved into that more. Um, and I think it's just because there was a national shortage of COVID tests. Uh-huh. Um, and they even switched to the swabs that we use for STD testing. They're using those as nasopharyngeal swabs now. And so it's like, it's, they're using everything they can to do COVID testing. Um, so they never really looked at it as like a revenue stream, which I was kind of hoping they would, or yeah, they could, but yeah. they just never did it. <laughs> and I don't know how much we could talk about on here, but it's just like, yeah, I was curious because that, I mean, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's hard working for a giant corporation, you know, cause there's so many different checks and balances. And if you want to affect change, you have to talk to a hundred different people and do a hundred different presentations and, you know, yeah. get the CFO on board and all this stuff. And so, um, on top of doing everything else. So I'm, I kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about did you ever think You'd be working for a major corporation, like no huge uh, group. Well, I don't know. I, I always thought I was going to work for like federal law enforcement and that's what my goal was. I wanted to work for the secret service and I got the opportunity to test twice with them. And then it just didn't really work out. And so I kept getting promotions at St. Al's and it's just worked out since. So yeah, that's great. Yeah.
1: yeah isn't your um, degree in law enforcement?
0: Yeah. Well, it's criminal justice. Criminal I justice. did undergrad yeah. masters in criminal justice and it, I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you like take the bar and be a lawyer with that? No, <laughs> no. You have to go back yeah, to law yeah. school, yeah. which is crazy. I, I had a buddy who came on the podcast and he, he actually got his JD, and then he took the bar and he failed it twice. Oh no. So he has his law degree, but he's, he's like, I'm not going to be a lawyer. That was too hard. <laughs> you know, you talk to people though, it. it's surprising how many people do
1: fail the bar. Yeah. You know, it's once crazy. Or twice And then they get all discouraged. And, yeah. yeah.
0: I'm, uh, I'm actually studying right now. I'm going to retake the EMT test kind of just for fun. Um, because my EMT cert, it lapsed and I didn't even know that it was going to lapse. Uh, but I like being able to put that on my resume and when I took that test, that was a thousand times harder than I thought it was going to be. And it's, it's like an eight week course. Yeah. A- <laughs> and then you go and take the test and it's like, holy shit. Like they're asking me about like how to deliver a baby. And there's all these crazy questions. I'm like, we didn't even learn this in the class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But-
1: That's, um, do you, do you like keeping your EMT? Was that for a law enforcement thing or? Do no, you just like no.
0: To it? I just like, I like, um, knowing some of the clinical stuff because i feel like it gives me more legitimacy at the hospital like if i'm talking to a nurse at the hospital and i'm just a business dude then they they're like what you don't even know what we're talking about but if i have some exposure to clinical settings then i feel like they listen to you a little bit more
1: yeah that's really smart i i wanted to do that actually i was looking at the night classes to be getting my emt because being in the back country all the time oh yeah i'm like man if i screw up all i have is like
0: couple pain pills
1: and <laughs> <laughs> some duct tape. Oh know? my God. Yeah.
0: Did you hear speaking of this? Well, I will. I want to talk to you more about that, but Lindsay Sapien breaking her leg. Yeah. Have you heard that story though? Up in the Sawtooths. Yes. Yeah, I did. And like, somebody was walking by who just happened to have a pain pill in their pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hey,
1: you gotta have one in every emergency kit. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mine's got that and a bunch of Adderall. I think I'm like, if I take a bunch of pain pills and Adderall, I'll be able to like <laughs> fly out of here. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I, I know that they do. Um, I think there's a wilderness EMT course that Idaho medical Academy offers. Um, I and saw I saw that that's yeah. And I don't that's know if you have cool. to have your EMT before you take it, or maybe you can just go do it. But I know that there's like, there's also some backwoods, like first aid classes you can take. and Yeah. How to make a splint out of a tree. Or That's yeah. literally exactly what <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. That's like that the like... one thing I was picturing. <laughs> yeah. How to make crutches out of tree branches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you, you, you go up hunting a lot, right? I do. Yeah. Okay.
1: Actually we're leaving Saturday. Um, it's the opener of archery elk on Sunday. Okay. So going up in for, I think we're going for like five days, come out for a couple, going for another five. Wow. So yeah, I've. I'm totally addicted to it. It's so fun. Yeah, it's like who? Who do you go with? uh, One of my friends. He's a firefighter. His name's Chris Hendershot. Okay, go with him. Um, Actually, got shoe into hunting a little bit. Oh, really? He was going out last year. I'm trying to get Richie into it. Yeah. Um, You know what Richie
0: told me last night? What's that? (laughs) (laughs) Or two nights ago, he said, "Well, okay." He told me two things. He said, "You've big timed him a couple times." (laughs) Oh no, he's big timed right back. Uh, Oh, I. He doesn't even. I don't even think he keeps his phone with him. I'll text him, in like four days later, he'll be like, oh, yeah, cool, dude.
1: Yeah, he just got like a smartphone a couple of years ago. That's crazy. But,
0: uh, but he, he said he likes to do stuff on his own. And so he'll go out and try things on his own, and then he'll go do it with a group of people. So I assume he's going to go try to hunt by himself. He probably is.
1: <laughs> I know. I need to need to get in his ear and get him out a
0: little bit but, so yeah. how long have you been doing that did you grow up hunting or not really um well hunting's always a fall sport right yeah you know, oh a yeah thing. That's and like so football was always in the way
1: um when i was growing up then my dad was into it and he would go like he'd go off to colorado for you know 10 days and go elk hunting come back and you know we're like the rednecks of orange county growing <laughs> up just heads everywhere and stuff but uh yeah like I always knew it was something I'd like to do. I love the outdoors, fishing, all that. And then when I got done playing, um, went on a couple local hunts here in Boise. And I was like, this is awesome. I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. And luckily with some guidance of good friends. I was able to first year, like I shot a cow elk, brought it home. Um, we processed it and ate it for the whole year. Oh yeah. And it's like the best grass fed, you know, like the (laughs) best organic beef you can buy. My wife was hooked. Yeah. She's like, stinky deer she's not totally hooked on mm-hmm. like stinky mule deer that way around here it's a little it's a little, a little, game little gamey yeah, yeah it can yeah. be a little game i like it i don't mind it so i'll eat it and just make a bunch of it into burger mm-hmm. um but the elk is like it's delicious it's it's really good it almost tastes like a you know beef cow if not better
0: yeah i think it i think it tastes better my my buddy killed an elk and they were like trying to get rid of it. And so they sent us home with like 20 pounds of elk and my wife and I ate it in like less than a week. And we're like, can we have some more? (laughs) Yeah. It's the best lean. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So do you get one every year then?
1: Uh, I wish I did. I usually get something every year. Last year I didn't shoot an elk year before I did. Um, let's see, shot a deer, shoot a deer every year. Um, and then I'd go with my family. So I'd hunt here in Idaho all of september pretty much a little bit of october switches to like deer uh, rifle season in october here but then i meet up with my brother my dad one of my dad's buddies and we go over to the bob marshall wilderness in montana okay and uh, we're lucky enough we draw tags in there and that's like a gnarly trip like you get an outfitter they pack you in like 25 miles whoa and drop you off and you're like in it's true wilderness there's and we have wire running around our fence that's hooked up to car batteries because oh, grizzly bears will just come in and say what's up
0: wow so you hike in 25 miles
1: uh ride a horse oh yeah. wow yeah. holy smokes you know after 25 miles riding a horse though
0: you're like i think i'd rather hike <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah. i told sore. you i i I want to talk about mountain biking, but I told you the other day after my first long ride with my dad, my ass mm-hmm. was so sore. <laughs> that was the best text message. <laughs> do it's you like, hey, do Is it, is it normal? normal? <laughs> yeah, it'll wear in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I got a diaper. You called it right. Uh-huh, yeah. And I started wearing that, and I've I've ridden like six times with him, and it, it, I feel fine now. So yeah, yeah. For everyone out there, it's not an actual diaper. It's a. <laughs>
1: Cammy or whatever they call them, but yeah, it's, it's a, a little
0: pad, pair of shorts with a pad in it for mountain biking. Yeah, it
1: makes it way better. Yeah. uh um,
0: so. so you, when did you first get into mountain biking?
1: I did that. um Let's see, that was about like 2011, 12. When I was finishing up in Atlanta, okay. Much. I bought a bike when I was in Atlanta. Mountain bike, like you know, stupid too. You're like, how much? Is this? I think I spent like four grand on it. I'm like, this oh. is crazy. Like, yeah. But I was so stoked. I'd want a mountain bike forever. Went to George's actually downtown, bought it. For some reason, it didn't come in until I was already gone in Atlanta. So I didn't get to pick it up until January of oh, the yeah. next year yeah. when we're done with the playoffs. But um, uh, the re- main reason I did is I was over at ISMI and Gustavol and uh, Wade then. were like, your knees are pretty bad. Like, you know, after I was kind of done uh, playing, I'm like, I need something to do like for good cardio. But I don't want to just run on a treadmill inside. Yeah. And, you know I was running the green belt every day and they're like, you know long term like you know looking 50 years down the line like save your knees don't find a bike ride a bike what is a road bike mountain bike and all those guys are over there all active and stuff and do that yeah um and it might have been even shuffle that was the one that finally pushed me over that just like dude get one so i bought one like i said I didn't get to really ride it all year then got on it in the about february-ish time zone and loved it yeah it was great and i grew up riding bikes and stuff um my parents every year i'd ask for like a sweet mountain bike for christmas and they'd be like no those <laughs> things are like 1200 dollars." Yeah. yeah you get a no, hu- you get a huffy i got a huffy that's what i got <laughs> and i try to ride it like a mountain bike and yeah see shit everywhere yeah but um yeah so that was really kind of the start of it and then like the mountain bike scene in boise is so cool as you're finding out here yeah like, it's, it's it's all like your map up there like there's very few places in the country that you can live in a really cool city and then go two miles into the foothills and have hundreds of trails. Yeah. It's
0: it's crazy. And it's crazy. Like every time I've gone with my dad, we've repeated some trails, but he's trying to show me new trails and just make sure like, you know, I know where I'm at when I'm up there. Um, but they moved into a house that's right at the trailhead of Crestline and like the military connector they're in that neighborhood right there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So we can just take off from his house that's the way to do it yeah it's like you get spoiled
1: living over there because yeah. if you have to put your bike rack on or your bike on the car you're like oh i don't know yeah but when you can ride out your driveway yeah It's uh,
0: great so i don't know if this is a weird question or not are you sponsored to mountain bike huh, no okay i wish
1: um i don't
0: somebody I, told me that i don't know if like you told me that i or? think
1: sapiens run that shit around <laughs> <laughs> yeah, telling people that I'm a good mountain biker or something but um, so a couple of years ago, I was racing, oh. and they had a an enduro circuit. So I was on that. I think we did like five or six races a year. Um, most of it local in Idaho area. And one of the shops, uh, Joyride Cycles on uh, Hyde Park, there they were a dealer of the bikes I ride. And owner there was super cool, and he's like, "Dude, if you're racing, like we have a team. If you want to get on our team, we'll kind of like hook you up. You yeah, it's like kind of give you stuff at cost." So, I mean, I don't know if it's sponsored. I wore their jersey yeah. and stuff and, you know, and raced with their team. But um, And they hooked it up on the on the back end, which was cool because bikes yeah. are freaking expensive.
0: Yeah, that's and awesome. Yeah, my dad just bought, I think he bought a Santa Cruz. He, he did. He, he
1: got a tall boy. I know. I did. ran into your dad at the oh. toy ride the other oh, day. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or when he's buying it, I think. Yeah. He, so, he's been letting me ride his old Yeti. And then, um, actually, one of my dad's good buddies just passed away. And his wife was looking for something to do with his bikes and he had a couple nice bikes and he had a specialized, um, 29 er full suspension. I don't know what model it is, but she gave it to me. No way. Yeah. And oh. so my dad actually took it over the other day to get it tuned up and we're going to go ride. We were going to ride this morning, but it was way too windy. Um, but I'm very excited to try it out. So
1: you're scoring. You got the two boutique bike. Right now. You got a Yeti. <laughs> I told my dad, my dad. My dad said something.
0: He said something about selling that Yeti. And I was like, that, that's that been your bike for like seven years. You need to like put it up on the wall or something. Because he's got a sweet garage and
1: so, um, was he just right? Because that's a hard tail, right? It was a hard tail. Yeah. He was just riding that, and then he got the new Santa Cruz. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's got to be like going into a whole new world.
0: Yeah. I, He said, that's like, a- his back feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. Yeah. Dude, and I, it's just crazy because my dad's 63 years old, and, you know, I'll follow him up, and sometimes I'll pass him, like, on the uphills and stuff. But then on the downhill, he flies. And I don't know if it's just he, he's so comfortable now doing it, but I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not risking it. Not yeah. <laughs> Coming to one soft corner and yeah. then your ass yeah. over tea kettle. Yeah. Uh, but you, yeah, you start learning certain things like um, yeah, don't don't hit your front brake. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, you know, if you hit sand, you have to be super aware because sand'll mess you up. Yeah, and, it's like steering on ice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You'll get it though. Like it's it just comes. You know, the more you do it or anything, it's uh you get the downhill speed. Like uh, got shoe into it a couple years ago, right? And He told me. Did he? Oh, yeah. Did he <laughs> did tell you see? the death story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I about killed him. What? A, yeah. Tell the story. Oh, so he was using one of my old bikes, an old Santa Cruz I had, and um, we're going out on a ride. It was like a Sunday. It was one of my buddy's birthdays. And we're like, yeah, it's just going to be like a mellow ride in the foothills. Yeah. And um he's like oh shoot i forgot water i'm like it's all right i have some you can borrow some mine i didn't he didn't bring any food or anything yeah and um my old bike was kind of like on its last leg just hanging in there and we milked it together but (laughs) so we go we do like we go all the way up like sidewinder down um freestone which is a pretty good ride in itself yeah and then everyone we're kind of at the bottom we're like let's let's go do Watchmen." I'm like all right yeah it's good to watch me he's like is that far i'm like it's not that bad it's just up the road you know, like <laughs> 10 miles yeah <laughs> anyways we get up there and there's like probably 20 of us in this group riding, and um one of my buddy's wives comes up and she goes hey your buddy's back there he's not doing so good <laughs> <laughs> so so i stop and we're almost to the top and you know the old thing like where you lie to him like hey we're almost there we're yeah. almost there um and he's like, You're so full of shit. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I hate you. I'm like, yeah. here, I'm like, here's my water. I gave him a bunch of shot blocks and like eat these shot blocks. And we get up all the way to the top and he's like, I'm so spent. Like, I don't even think I can have fun going down. And he like was gonna throw up and it was hot. Yeah. Just, um, long and shorter, we get back to the parking lot, we did like thirty two miles or oh something. And he'd he, I think the longest ride he went on before was like eight miles. Yeah, so yeah. he's like, Dude, that was like that was great, but I don't know if this is for me. And yeah. I'm like, well, you, that was kind of like weeding out. I'm like, if you survive that, you're going to have fun. Yeah. You know? And then I kind of gave him the theory. I'm like, dude, you just go in the pain cave for a couple months and then every ride will be fun after that. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, he got hooked. He ended up buying a bike and he went, he went fully into it. Yeah.
0: So you SAP, um, Tyler, who else is riding? Anyone else? Um,
1: you now, yeah, I yeah. guess me now. Um, I was actually in the shop the other day and they're like, Hey, you know, Spencer Gurkey, they must have been talking to your dad or something. Oh, probably, yeah, yeah. 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 I made him pull up your uh, your picture from Boise. State oh my god, because I'm like, 'Cause you and Sapien, <laughs> they're both none of them no one believed believe yeah, that yeah, big yeah. you guys were, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm I like, love but, when you if you Google because I've googled Sapien's name before, you Google Kevin Sapien and, helmet and his off. helmet flying off, it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> the first one <laughs> that comes up. great, uh, it's a big boy, yeah. I just think my dad. I don't know. My dad just likes going and hanging out with people. So, like, he'll go and hang out at the shop, yeah. I'm sure, for a long time. Well, and
1: those guys are cool because, like, if they're working on your stuff or something, you can go in there and bring a six-pack of beer and give them all a beer and drink a beer and hang yeah. out and just BS. And yeah. Have a good
0: time, you know? they're Just kind of relaxed in there. Yeah. It's funny. Like, I – just with mountain biking, I have no exposure to, like, the new technology or anything. And I – the last time I really rode road was like in middle school with my family. And then like throughout high school, I didn't really want to ride anymore. And then obviously I didn't ride any when I was like 300 pounds in college. Yeah. And, uh, I asked my dad the other day when we went on our first ride, I was like, Hey, should I bring some extra tubes for my tire? And he's like, Oh, your tire doesn't have tubes. (laughs) I "I didn't even know that was a thing now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's, uh, the modern bike, like what they've done, like tubeless tires, right. You can get as many goat heads as you want. Yeah. Keep riding along. And I think the biggest one is... Did you try... Does it have a dropper post on it? No, seat. my dad's does. That is a game changer. Yeah. I think in the last 10 years, mountain bikes have gotten awesome. But the biggest change has been like, you can ride with your seat all the way up. And then you hit a button when you want to go downhill and your seat drops 200 millimeters. And you can fly downhill and like get your butt over the back of the bike. Yeah. Usually you have to stop and like push the seat down. Yeah. And tighten it back up and get going. And yeah.
0: See, and I never even knew... I never even knew people push their seats down like that. Like if they adjust their seat when they're going downhill, cause I I'm good with my hips. Like I kind of know how to shift my weight around and stuff. (laughs) But the other day when we were going downhill, I had my, my hips so far back that like I tried to get back up and over the seat and my my shorts were like stuck on the backside. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got
1: to be careful. You'll rack your nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes you'll get back there and run into it and the tire will actually buzz you. Oh yeah. Make sure to yeah. Yeah. Keep everything high and tight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I didn't realize now too. Um, I don't know what do you, the back gears are called the cassette, right? Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what's the front, the crank. Um,
1: yeah, basically. Yeah. That's your crank with a
0: but there's only a one chain ring. Yeah. There's only one ring yeah. now.
1: Another another great invention, like the front derailleur was always a pain in the ass to tune. Yeah. I mean, the back's easy, but the front is always out of tune. And um, you're doubling the shifting if you have two uh, chain rings or three even, like a lot of bikes had. So they got rid of it, and they just made big cassettes in the back. And yeah. It's genius. Yeah. Like a, all these things that, like even a through axle, like it used to be a skewer that you would like thread on for your axle that goes through your wheels. Uh-huh. And now it's like goes all the way through and threads into the other side, so it can't. Come oh, out so you or can't, can't like come on undone, and you or, can't lose the other part. Yeah, you can't lose anything off him. Mean, yeah, especially for us bigger guys, like we need that makes the bike a
0: lot more stiff and supportive.
1: So anything like that's great.
0: <laughs> oh my God, my my dad was telling me about this the other day because he. I feel like he just like listens when I'm riding behind him, but I'll shift when I'm like cranking hard on it. And he's like, okay, you got to do it a little bit easier. Don't put yeah. so much power into it. And I get like frustrated sometimes too, because I'm like, okay, I could just get off my bike and just pick it up and like run uphill at the speed you're going. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even faster. Sometimes yeah. I feel like I'm going so slow. I don't know, but it's, it's been good. It's been fun. And it's a, it's a completely different thing for my body than what I've been doing for like the past six years which is nice. It's a good change up. So yeah.
1: do you like, do you feel like you're getting a good cardio experience with the mountain bike? You yeah. Know, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I just, for? I feel like it's different. It's just a whole different thing. Like your brain has to be turned on the whole time. You have to be paying attention. You have to think about where your hips are and how you're taking corners and being safe and how to break correctly. And whereas like what I've been doing for, exercise the past six years. It's just like, shut your brain off and do burpees. Like yeah, (laughs) go into the pain cave. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So that's a, I love the cardio aspect of it. Like it's, um, it's great. Yeah. Kind of get that like runner's high almost, but on the the mountain bike. Yeah.
0: And then I just like being out in nature too,
1: you know, seeing, seeing cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You get in and we have great, you know, Sun Valley, McCall, um, even Eastern Idaho, there's, you know, Montana, we have awesome mountain biking around yeah, here. So yeah. most people have to travel like, you know, if we were back in California, all my buddies, they ride like these crappy, just wide, five foot wide dirt trails, yeah. you know, that, aren't that really are super that trafficked and yeah. And they're like, here you can like ride from your house and ride single track all day. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's awesome. So you, I've been over to your house and we don't have to talk about where you live exactly, but are there trails super close to your house yeah there's two trailheads. um
1: well i mean i live close to quail hollow so yeah. there's one right by the golf course there okay um, that one sucks because it goes straight uphill <laughs> like right away so there's no warm-up or anything so you can ride down there or um if you go to the top of my street uh it connects to the harrison hollow trails oh, okay so in there and then what i'll usually do is i'll ride up street hop on the harrison hollow trails And then it dumps you into camel's back. Okay. And then you can go uh, wherever you want from there. Gotcha. Awesome. We used to live by military reserve and that was like all time. Yeah. Uh, Those trails, like uh, Watchmen, Three Bears, all that stuff over there is,
0: those are my favorite trails. Yeah. Yeah. My wife actually knows the trails way better than I do because she used to go up there and run them all the time. So, and she oh. dragged me up there a few times to do some trail runs with her. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm sorry. I was giving you crap on Instagram the other day about if she smoked you up the hill oh, or not.
0: Totally, dude. <laughs> well, okay. So she's, she's been riding kind of a crappier bike and I've been blessed with these two nice bikes. And then my dad's got a brand new bike and she still is on my ass the whole time. And so it's like, okay, when if she gets a good bike, she's going to be smoking us both.
1: Yeah. You yeah. telling like, no, it's not rude. i time yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe in a couple of years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My dad took the bikes in for a tune up the other day and he said, uh, he said her, one of her axles was like ready to fall apart. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And the guy was like, uh, it's a good thing that didn't happen while she was like going downhill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That would have been really bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so you, you went up and scouted. You said last week or two weeks ago? Yeah,
1: last week. So, yeah, I was texting you, and then I was out of service for a couple of days. But, okay. Um, so, did you guys hike in and camp? and? So, we have this new technique we've been doing, and it's uh, riding dirt bikes. Oh, nice. So, trying to hunt. Idaho, kind of like mountain biking for single track, has a lot of good dirt biking single tracks. So, yeah. um, depending on kind of what unit you're hunting, there's good dirt bike access. Um, but, like, a lot of problems, a lot of guys think, like, okay, I'm going to just go buy a dirt bike during hunting season, and go ride these trails. And it's like, not that easy Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they, they ride about a mile and fall off and break their arm and then they're done. So yeah. we've been going in this spot for a couple of years now, have a pretty good idea, kind of what's in there and what, what moves around the the elk are so finicky in this time of year with a rut and it can be warm. And, yeah. um, so it's a good, it's a nice, easy trail to ride in. Cause if you're riding, you know, hundred pounds of meat out on your back, you don't want to be on anything too sketchy. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, instead of hiking in, um, we're able to ride in quite a ways where I wouldn't be too, you know, it'd be 11 miles each way to hike in. Oh, wow. So, um, you can get way back in there. We usually look at it like your hiking hunters, they'll probably go about four miles in ATV hunters might go a little bit farther, but they're not going too far off the trail. And then, you know, dirt bike is as far as you can go. It uh, yeah. makes sense. So um, spot's good for that it's a great where,
0: where do you guys go I can't you that well no head, I no. know but like what general <laughs> area I
1: general area Um, it's in unit 33 what they call it so it's the sawtooth zone okay that's what they call it so gotcha. yeah sawtooth it's not in the wilderness because you can't do anything motorized in the wilderness yeah but it's close to it so that's a a nice perk yeah uh, but dude Idaho's nasty people like think oh you you ride dirt bikes in there and you hop off and you dart an elk with your bow and ride out it's like No, you ride into the bottom of a drainage, and you hike 2,000 feet up, Yeah, and then you start hunting, and then you might hike over two more drainages. It just gives you an 11-mile head start to get way back in there. Yeah.
0: So when you guys are out there, um, I assume there's no cell service. There's not. I actually found a nook
1: that's like three-quarters of a mile away (laughs) from our camp on a random hillside. You you know, usually you think like you're on top of a mountain, you'll get cell service. Yeah. There is one of those too, but um, that's a lot farther away. But yeah, three quarters of a mile away on just this random sloping hillside, and my phone just started like blowing
0: up. Wow! So that's how I I, uh, we hiked Mount Bora, and like I my phone was buzzing at the top. I was like, "What the hell? This is so weird." (laughs) He's calling me God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But by the reason I ask is, I didn't know if you guys brought. I assume you bring like some GPS stuff too, just in case. Um, But my wife and I got lost. Uh, Oh, I heard heard about that. You guys took a little detour, huh? Dude, it was so scary it scared the absolute i've never been that scared in my life and i was with someone who was more scared than i was so i had to like nut up dude i liked i heard that
1: you're like well there's a creek or a river here if you follow that down you'll eventually hit i just right. like
0: that was the one thing that made sense to me it's, it's like true. the water's flowing downhill it's gonna meet up with the Payette at some
1: point yep so that's I mean, that's like first rule of survival. You yeah. find a creek and you're that lost. <laughs> Just keep going down. It's going to run into a road or something. Well, the thing something. that yeah. sucked was like,
0: we knew it was supposed to rain in Boise. And it was like, it was like in the eighties here. But then where we hiked up to, um, oh God, it's not 20 mile lake. It's uh red mountain lakes up above Loman. Oh yeah. And, uh, we hiked up there and then we, we couldn't find the trailhead when we woke up in the morning. <laughs> And it was, there was only like four inches of snow, but we were like looking around. We're like, what, where the hell is it? And we just decided, we're like, well, let's just start bushwhacking. We'll maybe see the trail at some point. (laughs) But we always knew like where the lakes were. And so we were just kind of like down there looking around and uh, we just made the decision. We're like, we're just going to go and we can camp. We have food. We have water. Like we were good for another day. And, uh, my family knew if we weren't back, that something was up because okay. we always tell them like when we go out backpacking, yeah, that's smart. where yeah. we're
1: at, let them know where you are, when you yeah. want to be back. And what, uh, was the snow sticking on the ground though? Yes. So it didn't like melt off. And, no, oh no. Oh yeah. That does make it for a treacherous, <laughs> especially if you're going downhill too. Oh my
0: God. We, and we legitimately bushwhacked, like my legs got kind of cut up from it and, uh, our dog was with us and I don't know, it was just it was scary. Was like, it? like at one point I like just started looking around and it was just trees and snow. And I was like, I think this is the point where <laughs> the Statesman's going to write an article about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We found them in the spring, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. we had, we had plenty of food, which was good. And then we had our water filter and all that stuff. But when I got back, I started researching the GPS stuff and you know, the Garmin dot is like the most basic thing you can get. But then there's you know you can get the fanciest stuff in the world where you can text message on them too and that's so yeah they,
1: the Garmin inReach I have um it's awesome so it just connects bluetooth to your phone but it basically turns your phone into a satellite phone oh okay. so if I'm ever like really screwed like I take a backcountry skiing or backpacking or hunting and like there's a button you hit on there and it, like it'll call all the emergency services and gotcha. drop a pin like he's probably dead right here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah drop the helicopter um but it works well and you can shoot a text like when I'm you know, back there, six, seven days, I can shoot Android text Be like, hey, all's good every day or whatever. And yeah. Kind of give an update. Or the nice thing is when you're hunting, you can text your buddy that's in Boise and be like, dude,
0: we shot freaking too well. Oh. We need help. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Come help us pack. So I'm, I've never hunted before outside of shooting um, whistle pigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's hunting. It's <laughs> doing your part. Uh, yeah. Um, but. If you kill an elk up there like do you quarter it and stuff and then like how do you how do you pack the meat out Yeah so you pretty
1: much have to quarter it um you know front both front shoulders both hind quarters um back straps tenderloins it was like rib meat which can be okay with like neck meat. like an an elk they're so big like in the neck it'll have like 30 pounds of just meat and whoa you don't do anything with it besides make burgers but um the tenderloins back straps hindquarters you get a lot of good stakes off of but yeah like basically one of those quarters could probably weigh up to like 90 pounds um you can try to bone them out and take the bone out to get some weight out but that's where the hard work starts you know it's all fun and games you shoot them and like it's (laughs) awesome and then like packing them out it's the it's a where like today in my car I have a My backpack in there with 70 pound dumbbells in there. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just going and practicing. I'm just walking the Harrison hollow trails today with the dogs like dying. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Well,
0: that's smart to yeah practice. Yeah.
1: Kind of, you know, get a little bit in shape before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That's insane. So how far away will you get from your bikes? Um, a couple
1: miles probably at most. Um, so do you
0: drop a pin
1: on your bikes then? I will. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find your way back. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting lost we went morel mushroom hunting this year oh yeah and i thought i knew exactly where i was and i was like you know like we had the dogs out there and we're up north of mccall uh, kind of by bergdorf and found shitload of mushrooms yeah a ton of them we're all stoked drinking beer all day yeah like comes time to go back home (laughs) and i'm like um i think the car's over here but luckily i dropped a pin at the car oh and the way i was going we Still wouldn't have found us. Like I was going the completely wrong way. Yeah. I was going north when the car was south. Yeah. And I thought for I would have I would have like sworn on my life that we're going the right direction. It's
0: (laughs) funny, it's funny how you get um like you talk yourself into doing what you think is right. Cause when that happened to us, you know, we found this trailhead and it was crossing the river, and we're like, we totally crossed this on the way up there. And we started following the trail. And then at at one point, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that tree stump and, like, all these things. And and then I looked down at the river, and the river's flowing the wrong way. And I was like, okay, we're, Uh-oh. <laughs> we're going – we <laughs> hiked, like, four miles in the wrong direction. Like, that's half the reason we got lost. Like, we found the trails, but to find the trail to get out, yeah, it took us, like, seven and a half hours.
1: Oh, shoot. How – after that – whole experience were you like yeah let's go backpacking again or were you kind of like
0: we actually we haven't (laughs) been back since and i got it's funny we just bought some new gear and um i will buy one of those garmin things before we go out next time unless we go somewhere that we know pretty well um you can borrow mine anytime all right yeah (laughs) yeah it just uh i don't know it made me like it made me realize it just made me take shit for granted it's like okay I was at Sportsman's. I should have fucking bought some waterproof <laughs> shoes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like the spring backpacking trips. I was talking to Aaron Davis. That happened to him last year. And he's a pretty warm-blooded guy. Yeah. And him and his wife go backpacking for the first time and just get Slate in a snowstorm oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't have anything <laughs> yeah He's like this was hell
0: yeah it was horrible yeah but it's funny like what plans you have you're like oh i brought a six pack of beer and we're gonna catch a fish and and then it's snowing like crazy and you're like oh, i don't really want to drink a beer right now don't <laughs> <laughs> have any whiskey yeah, yeah 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 um so do you do you guys go up camping without hunting a lot
1: a little bit yeah dry yeah. dude this year we didn't backpack at all right really? um we went camping a couple times so no backpacking. i yeah, a lot of times we'll go like and just try to find somewhere new go exploring the sawtooths are so great though that's a always a good one actually yeah. I had a, a bear tried to come in my tent a couple years ago what yeah by myself and i just i was gonna do a quick two-night trip and i uh friday drove up to stanley hopped on the trail went up to a lake set up my tent and on my way out of town, I grabbed a Los Bados burrito, you know, shout out I, to Los Bados. You know, I feel out. like that's come up on my podcast like seven yeah. times. <laughs> Bados fueling the podcast. We didn't get him as a sponsor. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway, I, I ate half of it that night, made a little fire, went to bed, hung all my food up in a tree, mm-hmm. um, kind of did everything, you know, I thought I was Mr. Textbook guy. Yeah. Have my pack in the tent with me. Well, I put the other end of that burrito in my pack. Oh, shit. Didn't think about it. Yeah. And, you know, sure enough, I don't know, two, three in the morning comes around. I hear this sniffing around, like, rustling outside of my tent. Oh, fuck. And it was a stupid little black bear. Yeah. And it was, like, nosing into my tent. Did you? And I was like, oh, shit. Did you have, like, the rain fly on? Or I could had the s- rain fly on, thank God. Okay. And he actually tripped, like, the guide wires coming out from the rain fly. How okay. So, I knew he there first. At first, I thought it was someone dicking with my tent. Yeah. Like, get, you know, but then I was sniffing and... Um, so it, I waited. Like, quick. why is that guy sniffing me? <laughs> yeah, I smell my backpack. <laughs> and it gets behind the back of the tent, and I'm like, okay, here's my chance. So I take it out, and I had a pistol with me too. Yeah. So I pistol on one hand, burrito in the other hand. I <laughs> open the tent door real quick, and I shine my light out there, and I just chuck the burrito as far as I could. Yeah. And zip it up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> like it's gonna protect me or something. Yeah. And then, sure shit, bear walks over like 20 yards. And it's in that wax paper that the burritos come in mm-hmm. you can hear it like crinkling it open and like <laughs> sniffing and going around and it just sat there i finally opened the tent door and put my flashlight on it and watched him he just ate that thing yeah like two bites came back to the tent did another circle realized there's no more food and then bailed jesus christ but i about shit my pants yeah in my
0: did you sleep the rest of the night not really no, <laughs> <laughs> no i packed
1: and that was gonna be like a two or three day backpack trip i
0: packed up that morning i was like i'm out here yeah I'm yeah done. jesus I haven't. I haven't had any encounters with bears <laughs> while well, I've been camping. I've had some encounters with bears in Tahoe. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, They're like trained there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a whole other story. I don't even want to get into. Um, I was drunk one night and I tried to chase a bear. And oh. oh no! <laughs> it's a really stupid idea. Um, but my wife and I were camping up. Um, there's this little lodge thing that off of Highway 55. I think it's before Cascade that you can rent for like weddings and stuff. And we went to a wedding up there and like they encouraged people to camp after the wedding. So my wife and I bring our tent and we're the only fucking people that camped. Like everyone else went to Tamarack or, (laughs) and, uh, and in the middle of the night we heard coyotes like yipping and they like surrounded our tent and I took a video of it. So I have the audio. It was so creepy. It was so weird. They sound crazy, huh?
3: Yeah.
1: They and they rile each other up. Yeah. Yeah, start howling.
3: Yeah, and
0: I had my pistol with me, and I was like, I was like, Debbie, if they get close, I'm just going to fire one off and <laughs> just scare the shit out of them. <laughs> I just got to hit one of them, those little assholes. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other crazy thing that happened, when we were up, we we hiked up 20-mile lakes and camped at, like, the third lake up there. Um, and that's up by upper payette lake above mccall, McCall. i've my dirt bike on that trail dude it's Gnarly. awesome yeah um but Beautiful. we heard an elk bugling up there oh you did isn't and, that cool dude it sounded like a banshee like yeah it happened and i looked at debbie i was like what the fuck is that i've never that was the first time i ever heard it in real life it's a real life dinosaur it was crazy yeah
1: and
2: Man. they
0: only
1: do it from like mid beginning to mid september to like uh first week of october and that's it yeah well, they're I th- mating kind of i like. think
0: we were there like mid-september
1: yeah, yeah they're that's like what got me that was like the thing that flipped the switch for me because i'd rifle hunted, which is usually later like october november yeah and then a couple of years ago i went in with my buddy and we had a massive bull come in and like it wanted to fight us like it's like i'm here to mess you up jesus and like i'm just standing behind a little tree <laughs> it's like <laughs> this massive thousand pound animal come running down the hill at you like yeah they would say they're there to do two things, and it's fucking fight. <laughs> so, yeah, like, which one yeah, are we doing, buddy? Do you, yeah, you're like, uh, I'm just gonna hide here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you got to experience
0: that, dude. It, it was so weird. Two two weird things happened on that trip. Hiking in, um, we heard the elk bugle, and that was super cool. And then hiking out, we heard a tree fall. And then we hiked like five more minutes, and the tree fell like right over the trail. It was bizarre. It was like if we, if we had been a little bit further up, that could have landed on us. Oh shoot! Was it windy or anything? No, it was like a dead tree that just fell. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> things just tick off over there when we ride dirt bikes, and we have to bring chainsaws. Oh yeah, because like sometimes you'll ride in even like twenty miles. It's not a loop. You just go in and come out the same way. Yeah, and if it gets windy at all, and all that dead fall or dead things they tick off like matchsticks, and then you might be coming out and you might have to cut out like 20 trees.
0: So I've seen, I mean, I know that people chop those trees up. I always assumed it was somebody maintaining the trails, but it might just be, it's probably a
1: mix there. There is forest service, you know, they go in there and cut, but they're like, they're pretty limited resources. So most of the time, like if anyone wants a dirt bike it or
0: mountain bike, it, you got to cut it out yourself. Gotcha. Um, And see, that's, that's another thing. When we got lost, once we found that other trail, we saw a dirt bike um, trail on the trail and then we saw like fresh uh wood chips and oh yeah, you know, Some trees got Yeah. There. we were like, all right, there's people around. We know there's people around. It's all gonna be <laughs> But you know what happened when we when we got done? It was actually on our first anniversary. So it was like a good like <laughs> test of our relationship. Um and I it was like good teamwork. Like I wouldn't I actually enjoyed it a little bit. It was a little panicky, but I knew we weren't like in trouble, trouble. Like somebody would have found us. Yeah. Um, but we got back to the car and we drove back and we showered and we went to all you can eat sushi. <laughs> like just we're gonna just gonna bug. fucking do this next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how many miles do you guys do total? You think?
0: Uh, on my phone, it said it said like sixteen point five. Oh shoot! Yeah. yeah. And how many miles were you supposed to do? You think? <laughs> like three. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But it was. Have you been up to Red Mountain Lakes? I haven't. No. It's it's cool. I think there's like, I don't know, fifteen lakes up there or something. And everyone always says, go past the first lake. The first lake's kind of shitty. And then you go up to the second lake and there's a lot of swamp land around it. So there's not really good camping spots. And then to get up to the third lake, you, it's like you cross this big, like rock field thing that has these giant boulders. And so it's not really hiking and there's no real trail. Um, But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's cool up there. I really liked it. And I'd I'd go back at some point, probably like mid summer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're not going to get four inches of snow on you. Yeah. But we actually, we, we fished and we got a couple nibbles. We never caught anything, but, um, yeah, it was fun. I that know. sounds great. I, I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. And it's off 21 there. It's uh, off 21. Um, so yeah, if you go up 55 and then you go down banks, Loman road, once it, I think once it hits Loman and you turn left, there's like a fire service road that goes North Mm -hmm. and you hop on that for like 12 miles. And so it's off road for 12 miles and then you hit the trailhead. Okay. So you're deep in there. You're deep in there. Um, but it's like a forest service trailhead. There's like a bathroom and stuff and signs. And so that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was fun. She, (laughs) we did it on a recommendation of one of her friends. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh good yeah, I can blame it especially on the first anniversary yeah I <laughs> yeah. don't know
0: it was fun we like doing weird shit though um, it was a good experience That's, I love so. it
1: you gotta especially living in this state like you gotta enjoy the out,
0: outdoors yeah. like, we have a great resource here I just think it's crazy how many people who live in Boise don't know that there's this stuff so close yeah. like the mountain biking like the hunting stuff you do the trails some people are just very content like staying at home and going out to dinner and Doing the the normal things you do in a city, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like people always ask. I'm sure they've asked you, like, have you ever thought about moving back to California and stuff? And like, I love my family's there. Love, you know, miss the beach. That's about it. Yeah, like, but don't come here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. know. And there's like, and yeah, I think you see the influx into Boise right now, and how everything's blown up because.
0: Well, we, you know, we've played the thought experiment of like, what's the next Boise? Like, is it is it Bozeman or is it like somewhere in South Dakota or like wherever, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a migration of people from Boise in 20 years or something somewhere. Right. Yeah.
1: It's hard to predict. Like I told my company like for his promotions, they're like, would do you relocate to Fort worth, Texas? I'm like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm like where would you go? And one of them was Southern California. And then I was like, I have an idea for you. I'm like, what do you think about bend Oregon? Oh yeah. And they're like, yeah. But then like you'd, be on a plane all the time. Oh, So it was kind of trying to think of that. Like, where is, where would you go? Where do you think the next cool spot you've been to a lot of different places?
0: I don't know. I, I like traveling places, but Boise just feels like home to me. Um, and especially in the part of Boise that I live, it's so established already that I, it can't grow anymore where I'm at. Yeah. Um, and there's not a bunch of traffic. It's not like <clears throat> how Eagle road got, overrun oh, yeah. with
1: you know poor, poor planning
0: yeah commercial <laughs> yeah. stuff and i don't know i i grew up at the corner of eagle and chinden and i used to be able to drive like 80 miles an hour down eagle and there's nobody on eagle really yeah it was <laughs> awesome there's <laughs> nothing out. Was it there. all like farm fields out there yeah oh and, yeah weren't they farming grass like <laughs> turf i don't know like i remember the villages i remember there being like a turf farm or something yeah i or think corn they actually and- maybe like they shit. did grow grass there um to sell, but I know that they played a bunch of soccer games there too. Like they'd have soccer tournaments on those fields. Oh, maybe that was a gas field looking at. Whoops. <laughs> oh, well, they, yeah. they might've cut up the turf and sold it. Um, but yeah, we grew up in the neighborhood Bristol Heights, which is actually where EFA lives now. Oh, yeah. um, and behind my house, it was just dirt like for miles and miles. And then now I feel like North Meridian could, could be its own town. You know, really good. Yeah. yeah. It's there's Costco going in and it's, it's it's so weird. Um but yeah, I don't know. The places we've traveled um we've actually thought a lot about moving somewhere out of the country just like for 6 months just to experience it. Um <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity in healthcare in other countries like Johnson and Johnson <laughs> when my wife and I went to Budapest, I just looked up jobs in Budapest And Johnson and Johnson had a job there as like a rep for them. And the only two requirements were have your RN and speak English. And it's like, Uh okay, Debbie could get her job. I'd be like a tour guide or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) About exploring all day. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: But like, I don't know, doing something like that would be, it'd be a freaking awesome adventure. And I have a buddy. um, He actually lives, he lives in Long Island now and him and his wife lived in New York for like five years. And before they lived in New York, they they lived in Europe for six months and they bought, I don't know, they bought like a Mercedes Sprinter van thing and just drove around to different countries and lived in their van for six months. That's the way, that would be rad. Yeah, and just like camped on lakes in Germany and stuff and they went as far east as um, the country Georgia and then they went to Turkey and Istanbul and that's wild yeah I mean, you get into some crazy spots yeah so, yeah yeah
1: that, but that'd be the way to do it go around like you don't have to do a hotel you don't have to rent a condo just pick up and leave when you want to leave and set your own schedule have you
0: guys thought about doing the sprinter van thing i thought i could it. see you doing i know
1: so here's the deal so yeah um got my wife she got a new truck we call it the covid truck because everyone was cutting deals during covid yeah. um so got her a new truck build diesel and i think we're gonna eventually do like a trailer okay because I was like, sprinter van's cool because you can go and park it anywhere. Yeah. But I'm like, I actually want to have like a shower in it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know for Or she wants to have a shower. Yeah. I don't know your <laughs> shit. But, yeah. Um, and like a toy hauler. Something you can put like a side-by-side in. and Okay. A um, couple dirt bikes and yeah. tow around and drop camp. But the sprinter van's so cool because you can. You can just, like you go. You
0: can do an exterior
1: shower on those. You can. You can do a solar shower. Um, I even saw one that they actually put one in. But the problem is the price, like for what they cost for yeah. what i could buy a yeah. badass trailer for it's yeah. like about the same you'd have
0: to buy um like a dodge i think um cuz those those dodge sprinter vans are like 21 grand brand new whereas oh, really? like the mercedes ones are like 80 grand <laughs>
1: and if you get them four wheel drive like it's crazy like, yeah. you know, all my buddies that have them and they're always skiing all over the country they have two wheel drives, oh, okay. and they're ski dirt bags. So they're like, no, it's cheaper. It's like yeah. fifteen grand cheaper to do this way. I'm like, yeah, you're gonna fall, slide off the road. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you, you guys have probably looked into it then,
0: huh? Yeah, we've looked into it a little bit because um, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get rid of my truck and get a bigger truck, something that we can haul stuff with. And then her car is coming up on high mileage, and so um, she wants to buy like a Chevy van, like a. Like a 80s van, you know? Like an Astro van? Yeah. <laughs> no, not like an oh. Astro van. Like a... Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but something that we could, you know, take camping and stuff and four-wheel drive. And so we started looking at the newer Dodges. And like they have so many different options that I didn't even know. Like you can get a five-foot one or a six-foot one. Ooh. And then you can get one with a big engine that can haul stuff. And you can get four-wheel drive. And so...
1: That would be cool. If you could actually get one with like a little utility like hauler enclosed trailer behind it that'd be cool because you can put all your toys and crap in there yeah and have somewhere to sleep and eat yeah in the van.
0: yeah yeah i don't know and i've also thought about doing like a um like a camper in the back of the truck too mm-hmm. which i i'd be totally cool with those are cool yeah
1: they, some of those are really rad they make now they're yeah well thought out and i
0: think they're very reasonable like reasonably yeah. priced too yeah. They, yeah yeah
1: it's a lot better deal than, yeah um can drive around that's actually what like the super hardcore skiers like um we were a bachelor last year and then mammoth after and it's like the parking lot is just full of those oh. the cab over deals in the truck yeah and all these dirtbag skiers come crawling out in the morning all, yeah. you know like half stoned <laughs> and drunk and just going up to the ski lift yeah and they're like how long are you to be here and you know they're like oh i'm here for 10 days let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, not have a job i yeah. bought a season pass yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome i didn't know you were a skier too Dude, I, yeah, I like skiing. Yeah. That's one thing we grew up doing, uh, always skied. And then like, I'm going to run into like Huff and Wilcox and all those oh. dudes. Cause we'd go night skiing at bogus here all the time. Yeah. And you know, everyone would always ask that, like you guys, they let you do that. I'm like, yeah, there was no rules. Like don't be an idiot, but yeah, don't get hurt.
0: I know? self-imposed like a no skiing thing for myself. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I just didn't want to like break my wrist. It's really smart. I'm surprised <laughs> nothing bad ever happened. Yeah. 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 Um, I did have a
1: downhill bike in college. And oh. I, and I broke my thumb. Oh, shit. And then spring, like right before spring ball, and they had to cast it. Yeah. They call it like the skier thumb or whatever. Um, and I remember going and talking to Mark Paul. And being like, yeah, Mark, I was on the Juggs machine catching balls. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> and it just snapped my thumb back. He's like, oh, yeah, definitely. He's like, yeah, we're going to have to cast that for you know a week or so. Yeah. Kept, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I felt like an idiot. I just wrecked on my bike, put my hand out, and it just, yeah. like, tore my thumb out of the socket. So
0: I had Mark on the podcast? I listened
1: to that. That you was did. great. Yeah. I love glass eye. So- <laughs>
0: that's what Richie kept calling him last night too. I didn't know that he convinced that many people that he had a glass eye. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not true at all. No, not at all. But I mean, I legit thought it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he that's never that's tried cool. to. He never tried to pull it on me. But I, yeah, I didn't know that that was like a huge thing. But I knew you're too smart. <laughs> no way. Um, but he was. I, I told him the story about how Zach Waller and I got in a fist fight. And I like, I rolled my ankle really bad because we were wrestling on the ground and I came in and I told him some bullshit story. Like I was running in the park and rolled my ankle <laughs> and he just like knew all these people had these stupid ass stories. <laughs> all Your sounds legit up. though.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I'm like, that could happen on a jugs machine catching balls at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, that's um, good thinking, but, man. Yeah. I was, I was like, I'm screwed. Caught my hand on a rock falling. Yeah. <laughs> it felt pretty stupid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I never, I never went um, wakeboarding, and I never went skiing, and I never like skateboarded. I didn't do any of that stuff while I was in college, and I think it was just like I was paranoid about staying in shape for football. And how were you so disciplined? That's, I mean, Cause I, I was my a, brain wasn't
1: functioning fully in college. Because like. I was a meathead. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. You, you had a goal. I was everywhere.
0: like, oh, those guys are going skateboarding. I'm gonna go bench press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which totally uh, paid off. We've totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seen these pipes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just funny. I, I don't know. I've talked to a lot to a lot of people about that, about how I feel like I just got into such a paranoid mentality about like, I have to be the best football player I can be. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I could have enjoyed college a little bit better, but I don't know. Yeah. It's
1: a balance though. Yeah. Like, you
0: know, and I think you're
1: smart about it. And I mean, I remember you know, we would have to like set a cutoff day for like, okay, game day Saturday. We're not going to drink after Thursday, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. right? Like you're like, yeah. we're going to party up to here and be smart. You know, got morning classes and practices, but yeah, I remember the Ben's Crow in, right? Oh yeah, yeah, going out there and that was like the hideaway because can't go downtown on a Thursday night. See a bunch of football guys and be like, these guys aren't dedicated. Yeah, you know, but we could go out there, have a couple beers, a burger, and chill and no one's bothering you yeah right? you're, you're in a good spot so yeah that was the
0: and that's where uh dan worked right dan and During byron college. yeah okay. they were both servers there yeah that was hilarious yeah yeah that's awesome do you, do you keep in touch with byron i do
1: i talk to him probably about once a month okay um at least shoot him a text or see what's going on and he's doing good over there in bozeman and yeah enjoys coaching and he's a he's a solid dude I, I think he's found like he's meant to be a coach yeah um like when he spoke at dan's uh kind of gathering there in oregon like you'd tell like he's just a co. like you're fired up after listening to yeah him. so awesome that's good and working for cho it's awesome too yeah yeah
0: yeah they those two guys seem like they go together Chote and byron yeah yeah they're two north idaho dudes yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh potter
1: and then potter yeah Nate, <laughs> the nicest guy on earth yeah. yeah yeah over there he's great yeah nate's uh, coming in town they're going all uh they're all leaving to go camping this weekend. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like they I would feel so weird as a coach right now. Like we have a season, we
0: don't have a season. What do we do? I don't know, man. And is the SEC playing? Are you paying attention to? Yeah. So I think
1: SEC, ACC, and Big Twelve or Big Ten. Oh. Two, I was getting confused. No, that. I
0: think I think Big Ten canceled. So it's Big Twelve. I think then. it's Big Twelve.
1: So here's my deal with that. Like, and I don't pay a ton, to, like a ton of attention to the, the sports, but like recruiting gap, right? Yeah. So sec has been dominating the recruiting world acc does great big big 12 and then like what if you're a kid and you're like well i want to go to s you know usc mm-hmm. but they're not going to play but you know um florida university of florida's gonna play yeah i'm gonna go there yeah i mean they they're willing to tough it out and play so i think that gap's just gonna grow if they do actually play well and
0: are they really gonna play a season in the spring and then play another no. season in the fall. No. Yeah. I don't
1: know. And especially if you're a senior, like a guy that's going to go to the league, you're not, I wouldn't play. Not, Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would finish classes right now and start training.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's such a bizarre. I, m- my wife and I are extremely thankful. I bet you guys are too. Like that. The COVID stuff happened. We don't have kids. We're not seniors in high school, like we're kind of in the perfect time yeah. for this to happen
1: yeah that's it's a weird time, except we all work in the healthcare world, <laughs>
0: yeah, but, uh, it has it's been kind of crazy for her working in the i c u but I mean I think it's good experience, it's cool, and it's, she's gonna have stories to tell, so yeah, and for me, I'm like on the business side of it, so it's not really that big a deal, yeah, that's yeah. the same
1: here. my wife's in uh she works in a clinic at the VA and she can like lock herself in the office and yeah. not have to deal with anybody. Well, what does she do? She's a pharmacist over there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So she uh, she's a mental health pharmacist. Okay. So they, her and like a psychiatrist, they have like a little team that goes around and treats like PTSD, um, substance abuse. That's awesome. like that. Yeah. Cool. So get all the guys kind of back on their feet. Yeah. So she just, she's a little nerd and checks off the meds. Yeah. And <laughs> make yeah. sure they're getting the right drug.
0: I have a buddy who's a pharmacist. He's probably the smartest person I know. And I went to high school with him, but I had him on the podcast. And I, this is the one episode I lost because we had a power surge at the house. And so it deleted all my files Oh no! before I saved it. Um, and it was such a good conversation, but he starts, you know, talking about stuff and he lives in this world that I don't live in. And he starts yeah. explaining things. And I'm like, you have to use like dumb it down to number one, because <laughs> yeah. I have I no idea what you're talking level. about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I have to catch my wife too sometimes because she'll start talking about the parts of the heart and the different nodes and all these things. And I'm like, okay, simple terms. Give me simple, (laughs) easily digestible things. I
1: really know basic human anatomy. Yeah. Chemistry blows my mind. I can't, I was always horrible at it. Like, if you had the option in college, like biology or chemistry, I was like, biology. Yeah. I mean, don't don't give me any chemistry. What'd
0: you study at BSU? Uh,
1: I did business, uh, business administration. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I was like, I guess I almost had a minor in international business. I didn't know. Yeah. And then I started my master's, but haven't finished it. Gotcha. So, (laughs) these days I'll get dedicated. When
0: when did you start it? (laughs) Like two years ago.
1: I did. You have seven years, right? Yeah. I took a semester and my company pays for it. Oh, I'm going to sound like a complete idiot. But like, (laughs) it's like, why? And I was You're just too, you're enjoying life. I was, I hate it. Like, I was like, I hate school. And it's all online. And I was going back and knocked out that first semester. And then... I was like, come to sign up for the next semester, and it was like accounting was yeah. coming up. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to take a semester off.
2: Hey, and then R- here. R- hey Richie, can
0: yeah, you hey, take Richie. this class for me? Rich, I'll give you 100 bucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should do. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially now that no one's going to school who knows who's actually getting <laughs> the degree. Um, but yeah, I need to go back and knock that out. Yeah. So, so M- MBA. MBA. Yep. Yeah. Um. What do they it Professional MBA or something? It's the one you don't have to actually like go to. It's all online. Is it executive MBA? It might be executive. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So you not to show up. You like watch the class recordings, and then um, the hardest thing was I think you do a lot of group work, and it's Boise State, but I mean we had people in Alabama, New uh-huh. I mean, York, California, so like everyone's spread out, and then you're on this team to submit these projects and stuff and it's like when you're working you're like i don't want to have to wrangle another team together yeah right now but yeah hopefully all the classes aren't like that
0: yeah yeah it's cool it's it's just cool to see what dudes are doing and i know that there's some guys that are going back to school right now like do, did you know mason hampton i did yeah um, not very well but i know maybe he was redshirting right when you left or something um i know he's doing i think he's doing a cpa right now which is pretty dang cool yes i will yeah. do okay it's the last beer. last beer it's just funny i like First these last. this style of can the maui brewing can um it reminds me of being in hawaii it i feel like all been. the cans were
1: like this they are like it's like a it's like a fruit juice can
0: yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah. it's yeah. like thicker aluminum or something it's meant to <laughs> handle the
1: journey all to Hawaii. <laughs> have you been to hawaii yeah so we actually went there um funny story i'll make it quick my Buddy and I, with our company, we, like, knocked it out of the boat one year. Yeah. We were like, we're going to send, you know, like, top 10% of you to Hawaii, to Maui. Oh, cool. So, they fly us over, put us up at the Four Seasons for, like, a week. Well, just down the street from the Four Seasons is this place's big old new brewery. Yeah. So, we drunk stumble over there, find this place, and we're, like, hooked. We're like, this is the best beer ever. <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, yeah, it always brings back good memories from that week, but we a yeah. good time. So yeah. yeah.
0: We uh, my wife and I have been to Kauai twice in the past 3 years, I think. But I loved Kauai. I don't know if you've been there once and I, it was my favorite island. Yeah.
1: I think we've been to most the islands um I guess Kauai was like going
0: back to like to old Hawaii. Yeah, it was it's weird. Yeah. It's like the like we the way we like to travel we'll rent a car and we'll drive everywhere. And so we did the whole island. But it's like you'll stop at a gas station and you'll be like, Hey, are there any good places to eat in the next town? Like up the road, which like is two minutes away, like these little communities and the, the person in the gas station's like, oh, I've never been to that town. And it's like, <laughs> how the hell have you never been there? <laughs> like, it's just cool <laughs> how they have all these little, they stay in their village. Yeah. They stay know, in their little there. villages and
1: that's cool. I remember like, um, Eating it like the little shacks on the side of the road, but then like roosters in the road. Oh and yeah, chickens everywhere. Yeah, there's and, chickens everywhere. There's
0: like a law that you can't kill the chickens, and so they've overrun the island. Oh, is, there, is that why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I was
1: like, I think I was like 13 last time. We're in oh. Hawaii, so it's been a long time. Yeah,
0: there's. I, I bet you dig um, camping up there, the Nepali Coast, because you can. I think. I think there's a lottery that you sign up for, uh, but you can do the first half of the trail. But if you want to do the whole trail, you have to get the permit to do it. Um, but my wife and I hiked. It's like a full day trip, but it's it's gorgeous. And that's like the um that's like the coast that they use for Jurassic Park and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Like they film movies there and stuff. Like it's right. insanely gorgeous. That steep looking jungle
1: that yeah. they have in there. Yeah that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love that. Actually, kind of right we've gone to Nicaragua a couple times. Oh no way. like surf trips down there. And um it kind of gave me that kawaii feeling, like the chickens all over and like the pigs and walking through town yeah. and stuff like that. Um, just significantly cheaper.
0: Is Nicaragua um, north of Panama, or so?
1: Yeah, it'd be north of Panama. It's. Um, Is
0: it attached to Panama?
1: It's not Costa Rica. Um, oh, so it goes. Uh, I think it was Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua.
0: Okay. I'm
1: probably way off, <laughs> but I know the first time I went there, we went to Costa Rica, went did like a day trip Nicaragua, came back you're like, that's pretty cool. And then I went down there with, um, some buddies and we've gone down there a couple times surfing. Yeah. It's like crazy affordable. Um, you know, going to Hawaii is a, an investment. Yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I probably wouldn't bring my wife to Nicaragua. Like it's <laughs> yeah. not, it's kind of sketchy. Yeah. But for like 1400 bucks, Jesus. like including your flight, you can have one hell of a week. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Surf all you want. A
0: bunch right. of beer. God, we had, my wife and I had so many plans that were screwed up by COVID. Um, but I want to go to Central America and I've heard Costa Rica, like there's a lot of expats in Costa Rica um, and people retire there too. Yeah. And I think it's because it's super affordable. It's affordable.
1: Um, the people are very friendly, you know, they're uh, Costa Rica. is actually getting kind of more expensive because there are so many expats and uh, the American dollars influence in it so much. So prices have gone up there. Well, um, that's kind of the hot ticket with Nicaragua is like, you know, we're not too friendly with Nicaragua. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it, things haven't changed there. But is that like the Nicaragua's? Uh, what was
0: the, the Iran Contra affair? Yeah, a little, <laughs> some commie action going on. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. We want your bananas, so we're gonna send in the <laughs> <Yeah>. the Marines and <laughs> <The> troops. <laughs> yeah. uh, I uh, I wanted to get Richie. Richie and I were talking about conspiracy theories before we oh, talked no. the other night, oh, yeah. and, and we were just looking at each other. And we're like, should we start talking about this stuff or not? And we ended up. We didn't delve into Skip it. Skip over that one. Maybe maybe next time.
1: That could be a part two. Yeah. 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 The Richie conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Smart, super smart guy. Dude, he's got like, he's got some funny ideas. I love the dude.
0: He's awesome. I, the way his mind works, because he, have you, you? didn't listen to the whole thing yet? No, uh huh? He was talking about how, in the NFL, he was trying to make the case that like steroids should be a thing because <laughs> because <laughs> Richie's competitive advantage is he's smarter than everyone. And other dudes are allowed to take Adderall and get themselves like to the point where they can study like Richie. Mm-hmm. And Richie's like, well, why the hell are they allowed to do that? Because this is my competitive advantage. Why can't I take steroids and get to the point where they're at? And I was like, that's a fucking great argument. Like the yeah. way you framed that argument was amazing that
1: they would just have to give him steroids. <laughs> you can't give steroids to the freaks because yeah, yeah, then they're yeah. going to be they're, super freaky. They're going to be too good. Yeah. Yeah. Killing people. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun talking to Richie cause I, I just think he's, he's so smart. And the fact that he played five years in the NFL is just weird to me. Like yeah. a dude that smart you'd think would say like, I'm, I'm not going to do this, but he made the best of it and grounded out and like, yeah,
1: you know, and the same thing, special teams it. and all that. he knew, knew, knew his role and yeah, You talked to everyone, you know, they've talked to over there in Carolina and they're like, yeah, it's awesome. Love the dude. You know, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Yeah. How can he not? God, he's got some, he's got some good stories that I, I'm not going to tell about, <laughs> <laughs> about being in Carolina, but it's fucking hilarious. Just like everyone loves Richie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, so did you, do you have any friends from playing on the Falcons that you keep in touch with?
1: not really you know michael palmer was another tight end played with um he's a good dude and we kind of shoot each other a text every once in a while but mm-hmm. no one that close uh centered joe Hawley, he's another guy that just kind of bs every once in a while yeah but, do you kind of you
0: know, like in that environment do you just have like a group of people you kind of gravitate towards or was it did you hang out with your position group more or we, so it's funny.
1: We had a bunch of guys that lived in the same uh, apartment complex. Okay. So those, that was kind of like our crew. There's like eight of us. And so we'd hang out and go to dinner every night and Yeah, that kind of stuff. So gotcha. that's kind of, the, and we're similar in age, right? Cause yeah, it's so different. There some guys have families and yeah. some guys are there's 35 like, years old. Yeah, there's like Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, a different dynamic, but I mean, I was never around long enough. I think like Richie was played, you know, quite a few years. He yeah. Builds better relationships there. Yeah.
0: Um, it's funny. I was watching on YouTube last night. I was watching um, the Bucks YouTube channel and how Tom Brady, what he's doing there now. And it's just weird how I think he's 42 years old <laughs> That's crazy. and there's kids half his age on the team. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> That's so weird. And he's the new guy too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The new, that's going to be interesting. If they start winning this year, I'm like, all right, something's official. Then he's legit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's funny to me, like my mindset watching, I, I don't know. I'm just so unplugged from the NFL and football where I thought I was a great football player. I went to Boise state and it's like, yeah, there's a chance I might start some games and stuff. And like, I ended up doing better, like as a junior and a senior um, but watching that last night, what kept running through my head was like, is, is Tom Brady going to start? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who's his competition? Yeah.
1: They Bring his old ass in. I'm yeah. Like, what if like, they bring a 21 year old? Yeah. Yeah. Handsome?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be interesting watching all that stuff. You know, what was interesting is they had, they had visors like Oakley visors, but they had them like down around their mouth. I saw that. And don't they have like a, slots in them like they can breathe yeah. through i'm like well wouldn't what what you what's the point yeah I don't know, some marketing scheme that shut has shut or... and
1: oakley got together in a room <laughs> yeah smoked a bunch of doobies and like, right, <laughs> let's make a full face <laughs> <shit."> <laughs> it's like what's the point of the face mask That's the first <laughs> thing i thought when i saw it was like i'd be i couldn't breathe man <laughs> <I'd be dying. laughs> yeah. i remember playing i had a, i played like a, i got poked in the eye and i played a couple games with just the eye shield uh-huh and I came over to the first game, what was it? Bowling Green. Uh-huh. And I come over to Dale. I'm like, take this freaking thing. Oh, this sucks. Like I couldn't, I was breathing so hot and heavy that it was just like fully steamed every yeah. play. And when I get in a stance then you couldn't see anything, you run around blind and then trying to wipe it off.
2: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. I can't even cool. imagine playing with one of those on. Dude, did you know I never played with a mouth guard? <laughs> really? Yeah. No. What, what did you do? I like, like one. No one
1: ever checked you or anything.
0: No, nope, nobody ever looked. No officials ever saw. I don't know how. I never got a tooth knocked out or anything.
1: <laughs> Dude, that's but. pretty funny. I actually was very similar the same way. I did in the NFL. I did play with a mouth guard, but in college, I, I like custom, the dentist custom makes one for you. Yeah, I lost it like in the first week. <laughs> so of course, if it's, it's not a, strapped it's, onto your helmet, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I lost it, and then I had to get one again. Cause I remember a guy was holding me. Uh uh, I forget who we're playing. And I turned around and yelled at the ref, like, you know, like that's F and BS, you know? And he goes, go get off the field. You got to get a mouth guard. Uh I'm like, damn it. Really? No way. (laughs) And then went and got like, whatever one for a minute but yeah. yeah i don't i think i played like two years without one but you well, never had one
0: i well i had one when i was like younger and then i think i lost it too and then i just played like four more <laughs> years without it <laughs> so i'm gonna blame the cte
1: on yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no mouth guard
0: i don't know i think the way my chin strap was like my it's not like my teeth ever really touched each other you know i don't know
1: but you had a tight chin strap and yeah yeah, yeah. I dude, that's funny.
0: I've told some people. I think, I think I got a couple concussions from you when I was on scout team. Oh,
1: probably we had some some bang. I remember being pissed at you a couple of times because like knowing like seeing you pull and be like, damn it, it's girky. Oh, like. like you know, everyone else could kind of give you the soft shoulder yeah. pancake every once in a while, and you would just bring it. I you know, was a like, dickhead.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I just remember I just remember we hit each other one time. Like, it was like an out call because somebody was blitzing, and we, like, smashed helmets together, and we just, like, held on to each other, and we were both like, fuck, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, why are we doing this? <laughs> but we're going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got yelled at a lot by uh, uh, Kwiatkowski when I was on scout team. Well, just be... Well, he was D coordinator, and he was trying yeah. to protect his guys, and I was just going way too hard. That's okay, though. Yeah,
1: you know, it's like we get into those games, and like Pete always preached, like, you know, we're gonna make the games easier than practice because we're in practice so hard, and I feel like we always had a bunch of studs, like scout team, like dudes, like you were on the scout team, you're like you kidding me, and then you go in against the game and you play like their little guard, and you're like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> how I be easy, yeah,
0: dude. Oh my god, we had we had some killers on our scout team, and I, Louis Rodriguez, was our our GA, the offensive line GA. Do you remember him? Or did I don't. He, he uh-uh. came after you then. And he was the guy that would run scout team. And dude, he got those guys so fired up. And he would have like awards during the week. Like <laughs> best scout team D tackle. He destroyed Gerke last week. And it was like shit. And we'd get so fucking mad at that stuff. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. And I think that's why we were successful. I was talking to Richie about that too. Like, I mean, we went against... I went against Billy Wynn and like Tyrone Crawford and yeah, those dudes. It's like, yeah, the people we're going to go against aren't as good as those guys.
1: No, that's uh as a freshman, I was lucky enough to start as a freshman. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons I did okay was I went against Clady every oh. day in practice. He's yeah. a junior. I'm a freshman. And like, he would just lock me down and then ragdoll me. Yeah, And I'm like, I get into the game. Like, thank God <laughs> I get to go against someone else. Yeah. And then like, you can throw moves that actually work. Yeah. And then, go back to like, you dread. are like, fuck, I gotta go back to practice. Because it's Clady again. <laughs> yeah. Just lock my ass up. Yeah.
0: That's awesome that you, so did you gray shirt or did you?
1: So that's kind of funny. Yeah. So coming out of high school, I actually didn't have a scholarship offer here. I had one to Fresno state. Okay. Um, my senior year, actually after the season and between the end of high school season and signing day, um, I hurt my knee, tore my meniscus. Uh, I was going have to have have surgery and Fresno was kind of wishy-washy a little bit on their offer. Yeah. And they just pulled it. So, um, Boise State kind of came in late, and I remember getting the Boise State program and being like, "Who the hell is this team?" And like <laughs> not even paying attention. Yeah. Um. But uh, Tuavai was the oh yeah the recruiter then. Yeah. Um. Villiamy. Line- Villiamy. <laughs> um. Great guy. Yeah. He he came down. He, he recruited like, me too. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was, and then he became linebackers coach. And he um he basically I yeah, came down and said, "Hey, we we don't have any scholarships. We we'll give you one, but we don't have any. We gave them all away." yeah um why don't you just stay home next year because i have my knee repaired and i instead of just like trimming the meniscus stupid idea because i tore it again but um so i was gonna miss the next season okay. coming up and he's like just gray shirt stay at home go to the jc take nine credits and come up in the spring yeah so that's what i did i stayed home rehabbed um got stronger it was great got a whole off season like you you know get the the gray shirt thing yeah. except i wasn't here. Like you were here you get the actual gray shirt experience right they, they told me
0: they're like you're gonna gray shirt because you weighed 240 and then like by the time the season rolled around i was 300 pounds <laughs> i was like i'm ready to fucking go and they're got, like you're still gray shirt like, damn it got my man body
1: <laughs> yeah so I, I came up in the spring and then um was actually gonna play um, mike g williams not mike t williams i remember mike, mike g mike g the canadian yeah. he um He got hurt, and Coach K's like – and I didn't know what I was doing. I played safety in high school, and I thought I was coming here to play linebacker. What? And I was like – it was like a strong safety hybrid, like a rover. Yeah. Basically, I just went all over. Were you
0: as tall as you are now? Dude, I was
1: 6'4", 220, playing safety in high school. Wow. Holy smokes. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) But that was like – Like bigger than some of
0: your offensive linemen?
1: Oh, yeah. Bigger than all linebackers, a couple of our DNs. Yeah. uh, Yeah, anyway, they – I knew I was gonna play outside backer in college. That's kinda of what everyone said, what Fresno recruited me at. Yeah. Um, and then got here and there was a shortage at D line. And so they put me like my hand in the dirt, like play D line, and I was way out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I would never forget Coach K. Coach K didn't know that progression. Oh. He thought it was just a linebacker and he's like, freaking figure it out, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, like I don't know which hand to put down in my <laughs> stance. Like I'm just getting T-boned off the ball. So um, yeah, Mike G and he ends up being healthy. So I gray shirted and then I red shirted. Okay. Um, and that was the fiesta bowl year, the first fiesta bowl. Okay. Gotcha. And, then, um, played the next year.
2: So. Gotcha.
0: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, a we're, we're brothers in the gray shirt, red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. I don't know. It's just weird being a gray shirt. Cause you're not really part of the team. Like I never really felt like I was part of the team because I got to do PRPs and then like the season starts and it's like, okay, I don't really get to do anything at all.
1: So what do they do? Cause I wasn't here for that. So like, do they basically, you work out with the team and do everything and then they kick you out once basically like I did all that
0: summer conditioning with every, like I was part of the team and then it's like, Oh, fall camp rolls around. You don't get to do anything. And you're then not it's just be part like,
1: of the team for five months. And yeah. We'll bring you back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I didn't know that. It was so weird. And then they brought me back, and then I was technically part of like the next year's recruiting class. So I came in with um, like Joe Kellogg, but then I was actually in like Jake Broyles and Charles Leno's class. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Richie and I were the same class, but then I was really like in the same class as Sapien and Gladys and all those guys. Gotcha. Same kind of idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting that they, they have that option for guys to do. And I think. I mean, I think they do it a lot for local guys here too and just try mm-hmm. to get them, develop them a little bit more or if they're undersized, get them to put some size on. And and then,
1: yeah, watch, like, keep another scholarship, right? Yep, too. yep, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think Kaiserman did it. I think Potter did it. I think Efa did it. I did it. I don't know who else did it. Everyone from Idaho did <laughs> <don't know> it. <laughs> yeah. The gray shirt. Idea. Yeah. It's yeah. like you
1: live here so we can keep tabs on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But I, like, lived in the dorms, and I, I seriously felt like I was part of the team. Like, um, Andrew Woodruff, uh, John Gott, Garcia Day, like, that crew, I was tight with because I did all the summer conditioning with those guys. Mm-hmm. And then they left, and those seniors kind of took me under their wing. And then it was just weird the next year because those guys weren't around anymore. Yeah, it was just bizarre. Gone. Yeah.
1: Garcia Day. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. That's yeah. I, he's a good dude. Dude,
0: I used to do weights with him all the time. Yeah. G Day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm hoping the podcast sparks some stuff like that too. Like, I might reach out to Garcia and see what he's doing, see if he wants to chat. That would be cool. Yeah. It's like, where are you now? Yeah. That's, what's life like? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but we're coming up on an hour and a half. Okay. I appreciate you coming on off. Yeah. I'm well, no, I'm, I'm cutting us yeah. off. I also, yeah. I, I have to pee too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give you the last word on the podcast. If you want to put some good vibes out there for the universe, good.
1: good vibes. Um, last word is I think, you know, the times we're in right now, It'd be really nice. If people were just nice to each other. Respect your, uh, your fellow man.
0: I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks Sweet. for being on the podcast. man. Thanks for having me, Spencer. Yeah, appreciate of
3: course. It.